0: Hey everybody, welcome in on a Monday, Jimmy B and TC right here, 1700 The Champ, a short show today due to college basketball, we'll explain that in just a moment. Trent, uh, look, it was a weekend for Iowa State and Iowa, and Iowa, like they were playing against you and me on the football field. Iowa State, though, went to Texas, and it turned out not so well for them as the Longhorns were just better in their home stadium.
1: That they were. It it was a game where you can, what if, you know, what if that holding call didn't happen as Montgomery had another big game there in the second half? What if, what, you're right, Jim, I I think the, the simplest uh, equation here is just Texas better football mm-hmm. team right now, and they were better yeah. on the field Saturday. There's, yep. it's difficult to be overly upset. I think if you're an Iowa State fan, if Montgomery was there for the first half, would have been different. I, I think the game would have played out differently. I think the end result still would have been the same, though. That that Texas would have won that football game, and even you know you go through and you you watch in that game, and all right, maybe you got a chance going in the second half. Ellinger gets hurt. He's out for the rest of the game. You couple that with Montgomery coming back, but they could just never get over the hump. And a couple of my biggest takeaways, Jim, I brought this up a couple of times earlier today when I was talking with Ken. Number one, and this was one of the aspects I was concerned about last week, had been the tackling of Iowa State defensively. And he he saw that crop up again those big yes. physical talented receivers that Texas has. Uh, little Jordan Humphrey, that guy is a man. He might have little in his name. he is not little by any means. that guy is an absolute stud. The tackling continued to to cause some problems that extra yardage that was in there and and I think he can point back a little bit. When Waziri went down here, what was it now, three four weeks ago? I, I, I'll be honest, I, I overlooked that aspect. I said, you know, they're going to be fine. That defense has played so well. Heacock has coached them up that I didn't think they were going to lose a step. That certainly has. They couldn't get any kind of pressure against both quarterbacks that were in their Texas. That to me really decided the game. Yeah, they only scored ten points offensively, and Brock Purdy looked like a freshman but the defense yep. taking the step back because that was the difference. That That's what Iowa State really was. We love the stories about Montgomery and Purdy and the offense and, and Akeem going up and making plays, but it was the defense that was winning the football games, and that defense has taken a step back here the last couple weeks.
0: I think you're correct with that. And I should have uh, been more carefully looked at the video of the Baylor game because Bowers picked them apart pretty well. And he was having a terrific game for Baylor before he exited the game uh, by being uh, ejected. So I, I just think that Texas was lying in wait. They knew what this game meant. And now Texas can cruise because they get Kansas next. So from that aspect, uh, I think I'm sure that Iowa State thought it was a business trip, went there with great intentions. But Texas, as I said earlier, they were better on Saturday night, and that's why they won.
1: So Iowa State takes a loss. The Big 12 championship hopes are off the table The expectations that were there, the pump up. I mean, it was the biggest Iowa State football game in such a long time, Jimmy B.
0: yeah. You
1: understand the excitement there. And now you got Kansas State. And Kansas State has won 10 straight in this series. They have done it seemingly every single way possible, Jim. I mean, crazy, absolutely baffling losses during this streak from the Iowa State perspective. Iowa State's better than Kansas State. I, they're mm-hmm. substantially better than this K-State team. But it's Kansas <laughs> State, and th- there's, there's plenty of people that I've talked to, that my Cyclone buddies and, and different people that we have with Cyclone connections. They're more concerned about this football game than they should be, and the only reason is because of the purple and silver, and it's Kansas State.
0: Well, that, and look who's coming to town. Look. The old man knows how to coach. We all know that. And and he's already pumping up Matt Campbell by talking about, "Oh my god, look at the job he's done." And I mean it goes on and on and on the praise. Yeah, he's setting him up. That's what he's doing. He's like a it's like a prize fight to Bill Snyder. That's what it is. He sets you up saying all these things and then when it's time to fight Boom, there goes that left jab right to your nose, and you're going, what the hell just happened? That's what he's attempting to do here. Uh, look, I get it, and, and Snyder's been great at this his entire uh, college football career, but you're correct. Iowa State is the better football team, and they need to show it this coming Saturday. So from that aspect, Trent, they cannot have a letdown. Because you know, K-State is not going to have a letdown. They're going to show up and play their hearts out. So Iowa State, even though they're at home, will definitely have to match that intensity.
1: Speaking of uh, Iowa State, over to a little basketball quick hit. Jimmy B, you I know have seen, uh, we talked about this, you've seen Arizona early on this year more than I have. In fact, I haven't seen a minute of Wildcat basketball to this point. So help us out. What are the Cyclones going to see in Maui this evening against the Wildcats?
0: A lot of three-point shooting. That's what Arizona does. They don't have that huge inside presence like they had with DeAndre Ayton last year. Uh, There is still an awful lot of rumblings about the head coach in Sean Miller Mm -hmm. and his ties to the Adidas scandal, so that has not gone away. But you know what? They're in Hawaii, and the people that are there, they're not interested in talking scandal. They just want to go and, and go in the water and surf and have a Mai Tai and relax. And uh, I think Don Ho is dead. But at any rate, they can't even do tiny bubbles anymore. But from the standpoint of the game tonight, Iowa State can win this game, particularly with the inside presence of Jacobson. If he is able to have some dominating plays down low on the block to relax that defense that Arizona will have around the perimeter and force uh, Arizona to collapse around Jacobson and then kick out, I I think Iowa State has an excellent chance to win this game over Arizona tonight. They start five new guys. So this is a team... Uh, that lost just about everybody who was a valuable player on Arizona Wildcats last season. So this game is there for the taking for Iowa State, despite the fact, Trent, that they are down several players, as you well know.
1: Very, very true. Should be a good one tonight. And, of course, a big Monday night football game. Coming up next, we're going to talk some Hawkeyes. John Bonacamp going to be joining us. From the Burlington Hawkeye abbreviated show today, we got you and I basketball right around the corner as they play down at the Paradise Jam in the Virgin Islands. Gary Ryma will be on the call. We're talking Hawkeyes though next. John Bonacamp with us as we continue. It's Jimmy B and TC. And welcome back everybody. We continue
0: here on seventeen hundred the champ. Jimmy B and TC always fun when we welcome in John camp the wise owl. John, welcome as always and. I don't think anybody really thought that Iowa was going to lose to Illinois, but I'm sure most people didn't think that they were going to not only blank them but put that beat down on them at the same time. Your thoughts?
2: I know. I mean, I, and I and even the players are like, we didn't see this coming, and I mean, they thought they thought Illinois was going to give them a little better game, and they didn't. You know, I mean, that was a team that just looked like it was ready for the day after Thanksgiving and to be done and to go home. You know, I mean, that that's just, but, but that's not to discount what Iowa did because I thought they played a really good football game. They did a lot of the things that they haven't been doing in the last couple of weeks, and you can just tell the difference in, in how they
1: play. The Iowa team bounces back. It, does, does it change anything, though, John? Does it change perception of what... This week's going to be against Nebraska. The disappointment that that people fell over the last three weeks. Anything change in your mind? What we saw on Saturday, or is it just Iowa doing what they should beat a bad Illinois team?
2: I it, they did what they should, but I think it gives everybody a little more confidence. I mean, you don't want to go into Nebraska with a four-game losing streak or a three-game, you know, uh, breaking a three-game losing streak but not playing well. And so I think I think the the optics of it were. Yeah, you know this is this was a good win. Yeah, the season's kind of got away from him, but at least you feel a little bit better about yourself now as you head into you know the final game of the year. Uh,
0: where did you have uh, Iowa, John, in your uh, uh, preseason prediction? Did you have them ten and two, nine three, eight four? Where where were you?
2: I actually said John Miller asked me, and he said or he was asking people their predictions, and I said eight and four. But I said if they beat Wisconsin, I think they could have a season like 2015. And I remember when they were playing right before they played Penn State. Somebody asked me what I got wrong, and I said that because I said even even with the loss to uh, Wisconsin, they were it seemed like they were going to still have that pretty special season. You know, yeah, it's kind of gotten away from them now. But like I said, I still thought this was probably an eight and four team, and and that's I mean if if they went on on Friday, that's what they're going to be. So. You know, I, I I don't want to say I'm I'm not surprised, but at the same time, you think about where they were a few weeks ago, and you you didn't think they'd be eight and four at that time. You were thinking maybe ten and two or whatever at that point. So, you know, that, that's that's why I think there's a little disappointment there.
1: Oh, no doubt, and the disappointment certainly I think is going to continue on for a while here. Good news is though that uh, this is still a very young football team. They're going to return a lot of the starters, and one of the guys that. I don't think many people anticipated they'd be starting uh, coming back next year. Possibility of Noah Fant. I know Mark Emmert uh, had a chance to talk to him after the game. Open to the possibility at the very least. You buying that at all, John? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think just
2: judging his comments last couple weeks, I do think he, he is going to keep an open mind, but I also think that he's going to get a very high grade from the NFL draft folks, and I think that'll be what makes his decision for him but you know right now i mean like i mean right now what do you do you know i mean i think you just have to wait and see what everybody thinks at the end of the year but i mean he's he's put up good good numbers but i don't know if he'll get a lot of all-american recognition like he got last year you know and in the preseason so you know but like i said i think he's going to wait and see just see what they think is I don't think you want to make that decision now and then be told, oh, by the way, yeah, we only think you're going to be a fourth or fifth rounder. Mm -hmm. You know, so I mean, I I think he's doing the right thing right now by keeping an open mind.
0: What do you think triggered the uh, let's let's throw to the tight ends like all day uh, in that in that game, John? Was it? Just the backlash that, that took place? Generally, coaches don't respond to that. They tune that stuff out. Why do you think it changed, or or did it change in your estimation?
2: I don't know if it changed. I, I think it was more a function of, of what Illinois was giving them defensively, which wasn't very much. And so I, I think they looked at it and said, hey, we you know, we've got – Excuse me. We've got we've got a lot of you know. I think they looked at it and said, "There's a lot of things we can exploit in this in this really bad Illinois defense." And so let's go to these guys early and, and get a big lead. And I think that was the difference. I mean, go back to the fant touchdown. I mean, he was wide open on that play. It was a great route, great play call. You look at the two touchdown passes to TJ Augustine. I think mean, it was just it was just a function of the defense or, or lack of defense. I think that really made them do that.
1: John Bonacamp joining us as we're talking Hawkeyes. John, Black Friday this week, Nebraska comes in, a Cornhusker team, certainly playing much better than what we saw at the beginning part of the season. Your expectations, I know it's early in the week, but you got a feeling the way this game's going to play out? I think Iowa will win,
2: but I think it's going to be a close game. And, you know, I, the, one thing, the one thing, and I've been preaching this every week, whenever anybody else has asked me, They've got to get off to a good start. They got off to a good start Saturday. That was, a big, that was a big thing that was a big part of that game. And so I think that's the same thing with this Friday is they've got to get off to a good start against Nebraska. Don't let them hang around because they are, like you said, they are playing good football. There's a little bit of confidence there right now. You don't want to let that, you know, you should be able to beat this team, but you can't let them get going early and you can't fall behind like you have in, 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 that, in the three-game losing streak. So to me that's the biggest thing on Friday is just getting off to a good start.
0: John Bonencamp is our guest. John, look, this is uh, a game that I, I suppose Iowa and Nebraska, that Iowa has dominated for the past few seasons. Some people say, "Well, it's not even a, a rivalry." Uh, where are you? Is it really a? Or are they? Are, is it a rivalry? Or are they just trying to make it up so it sounds like it's a, a border war?
2: I think it's starting to get there. I mean, I, I think uh, you're right about the way Iowa's played against them in the last few years. But I mean, if, if Nebraska responds the way that that I think they will under Scott Frost, I think these are going to be really good games in the future. Now, now they, they get away from the Black Friday thing here for a couple of years, but I do think that needs to be on the schedule, and I do think it's a good way to end the season. I think it's I think it's a lot of fun. I think the fans like it. I think the Iowa fans like the, the bragging rights they have right now. And, and I do think, I think it's developing. I think these things take time. But I think right now it's a developing rivalry, and I think that's a good thing.
1: Over to basketball, and the Wise Owl, I know, uh, figured Iowa was going to go out to MSG and dominate. You had that, right, Wise Owl?
2: I figured they would win one. I, I thought they would at least get one win, and I wasn't sure which one. And, um, I mean, you looked at the way they played Thursday night, and that was a really good win. And then, and then Friday was just even better and uh you know i know it's november you know i wrote about that today that you know you got to remember it's november but at the same time this team's doing a lot of things right now well and that they weren't doing last year and i think that's just a sign of how much this team has grown and matured and, and so i mean it was it was a great weekend for them out there there's no doubt about it
1: are you back with an ap ballot this year
2: Yes, of course, and, and they were number twenty today. And guess who had them at number twenty?
1: So, wow! Look at the I am, Wise. I out. am
2: the barometer. The barometer, I think now is. I, I like Wise Al better, but barometer works.
0: That's pretty I good. Do, I do too. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like something a doctor might do to you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that, uh, John. <laughs> with the way that you have seen them change their defensive sets, I mean, it's pretty obvious uh, right now, at least through early in the season. That that was the focal point of what they worked on before the season began.
2: Yeah, I mean you can tell that that I mean there was there was there was a concerted effort. You know, uh, I mean because defense is mental as much as it is physical, and they talked about how they would gotten that mindset of they want to start stopping teams. And you know, I do think this team's best defense is when they're in whatever zone they want to run. I think their two three has been really good. Um, I think a one three one that they throw every now and then kind of confuses opponents. But you can tell in the numbers, and if you, if you first glance at the numbers right now, and it's something I wrote about today, that the numbers aren't really that you look at and think, oh, they're not that good. And then you look at where they were last year, and then you're like, oh, they're pretty good numbers. So, I mean, I, I think over time this team now has really developed the mindset, and they've gotten stronger too, which I think is a big thing. And you can just see the way they're playing defense right now that they really like doing it, and that's a good sign for this team.
1: Connor McCaffrey was outstanding in the game against UConn on Friday night. His ascension certainly is going to help this team out. And, you know, the funny thing is it's not like, at least to me, Iowa played their best offensively. Wieskamp struggled at times. Bohannon hasn't exactly gotten going. There's still more pieces here that can continue to grow. How big is the upside in this Iowa basketball team?
2: That's and you're right because I mean I think you know I mean those two those two two and a half weeks that Jordan Bohannon was off for whatever injury he had I think really has kind of set him back a little bit he's more like playing maybe what it, what a player would be at the end of October instead of middle of November so I think that's coming along I, and I think with, with with Leafs camp it's the same sort of deal you don't need him now to go out and get 15 a night you don't need him to be the savior you can kind of let him grow into this role and, and into this job. And, and you mentioned Connor McCaffrey. He's averaging 20-plus minutes a game. That's 20-plus minutes that Jordan Bohannon and either A, isn't playing point guard, is getting rest, or B, he's playing off the ball. And that can only help him down the stretch here as we get. Because if you look at back at the last couple of seasons, I mean, he was really worn out near the end of the year. So I, I think those are, those are two good signs, I think, moving forward. that that this team can get even better than what they are right now.
0: As I watch some of the Big Ten in action, John, there are some really good teams. And I think that when we had Iowa, everybody was concerned, are they going to just add Wieskamp and then they're going to be similar to what we saw last season? I don't think now that's going to be the case. Do you move them up right now in the pecking order in the Big Ten or do you just leave them in that middle tier?
2: I think they're still in that middle too, because I think, as you said, I think there's some really, really good basketball teams out there. You know, you look at what Michigan has done to start the season, for example. Nebraska's played well. Indiana played well. They 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 had a tough loss yesterday. I mean you may have some really good teams that finish seventh in the league. I mean that's just that's just the way it's gonna be this year. I think it's gonna be a grind. I think Iowa's well suited for that because I think these guys are they're a year older, year more mature, they've they've figured it out, I think. And I think that's a good sign moving forward now as you get in into in the conference race, which just starts, you know, a couple weeks from now. So, um, you know, I, I, do like, I do like where they're at right now. But, I mean, can can they get into that top four? Absolutely. Can they finish seventh? Absolutely. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen right now in this league because it is really so good.
1: going to be fun, <laughs> no doubt. John Bonacamp joining us from the Burlington Hawkeye. John, as always, great catching up with you, the Wise Owl. Sage like this week. Iowa 20th in the AP poll, 20th in John Camp's AP poll. That's good work right. out of you.
2: That's right. All right.
1: We'll see you, John. Have a good one. See, ya. John see you. John Bonacamp joining us. Find him on Twitter at John Bonacamp. Well, Jimmy B, we are out of here. We're done for the day as we got You and I Basketball coming up next year. They get ready for the. Now, th- they do it a little bit different at the Paradise Gym. This is the fourth slash sixth place game. They lost in the opener against Penn. Came back then on Saturday, beat Eastern Kentucky. They get Old Dominion here. The winner finishes in fourth place. The loser finishes in sixth. Panthers get it done? I think so. Nancy
0: Lieberman is not playing for Old Dominion. If she was on the squad, I'd probably favor ODU, but she's not. And so from that standpoint, I
1: will indeed take UNI. You're going with the pcats today they are a slight underdog in this game by the way mm-hmm. at least to the uh, the boys in the desert Old Dominion currently a three-point favorite there and then tonight we get Iowa State against Arizona and the big Monday Night football game and we still have a pending pick this week Jimmy B you looking to to stay above 500 continuing your un incredible run tonight you know who you have right do you remember from Friday I have I do, I do. I
0: have Kansas City. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm old, but I still have a memory. Okay, um, good. Yeah. Uh, I no, I have KC and the points. Look, everybody has jumped on the Rams, and I understand that perfectly. A lot to play for with the fires and the shooting that took place there. Um, uh, and and you know what? I I should probably go to that game and take a rake with me, and I could go out and start raking the forest a- as well, since the. Uh, grand poobah told everybody that that would have stopped the forest fires i i just think that that la will find a way to win this game trent but i think this comes down to both teams are going to be in offensive high gear and it could be the first one to 48 wins this game i mean that's how this could be
1: i hope it is i'm taking a break i won't be betting on it officially i have a pick from what we did friday but I just want to watch a great football game, more than anything, and and that's what I'm doing this evening. Great night of sports around the corner. It starts here this afternoon. We will bring you the UNI basketball game and their matchup. Final one down at the Paradise Jam tonight. If you can't get to the game, you're not around television. We got you covered with the Chiefs. And their matchup, Iowa State in action. We'll be back with the drive after you and I basketball goes final. Myself and Wolfgang will be back with you. We'll take you up until six o'clock. Thanks everybody out there for listening in. Jimmy B and TC back at it tomorrow at one. Enjoy the Panther hoops next on seventeen hundred the champ.